Okay, here we are again, two guys, one spirit. Praise be to God, Oliver, that he has brought us together again. Yes, thank you, God, for allowing us to come together today. Thank you, John, for your yes and, and openness to share and speak on however the Holy Spirit's going to move us today. Amen, amen. What are we talking about today, Oliver? So I think there maybe like last week or earlier this week, you had reached out to me and you shared something that you wanted me to watch. It's like a 95-minute video that was on Twitter, and you were very excited about it, you shared it with me. I guess your wife had shared it with you, and so my response to you was, well, did you watch it first? Because if you're not going to watch it, why am I going to listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why am I going to sit and watch the video for 90 minutes yeah so i guess we could talk about that yeah so to provide the listeners some context you know my my wife she's a registered nurse and she's working and uh you know just kind of during slow times or whatnot she she was watching this highly talked about documentary called what is a woman and this is by uh, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh. He's kind of the main, main. Uh, I don't know. I guess you want to, if you want to call him a protagonist, um, but he he's the one that's, you know, always in 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 the whole documentary and interviewing different people. And yeah, my wife just shared it with me, and kind of knowing what's going on in our culture today. And, and knowing Matt Walsh, um, a very outspoken, strong Catholic man, I was like, yeah, let me, let me check this out. And boy, did I have my, like, I mean, my, the, the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes to like see kind of the brokenness, right, in our, in our world, but to like kind of like really see it at an intimate level. I think that's what this was for me was that it was a very intimate introduction to like how far we've fallen. Um, what about for you? Yeah, I thought it was, <clears throat> it was kind of interesting and I didn't think that it needed to be 95 minutes. I think uh, it kind of is a testimony to how we as humans and we in our brokenness can make things that are not complex complex like make it very very complex to the point where we don't even understand what's going on right and it kind of shows as well like the disordered view and like what you said how far we've come from what god created us to be right yeah absolutely i mean i, th I thought the length was okay i thought that it really like allowed like, cause these people that are on this, you know, they're, they really believe in what they're talking about. And I just feel like as someone that is, you know, by the grace of God, where I'm at with, with the Lord, um, it's important, uh, you know, for us, you know, to love our, love our neighbor, right. To, to have charity towards those that you know, are kind of going down this transgender path. Like, I felt like, for me at least, it was important 
to um, to really kind of see um, in a very intimate way where they're coming from, so that I could grow in charity. That that was that was something that I really felt from watching that. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad stuff. Okay, so I guess what we'll do right now is we'll just play a little trailer off of YouTube. This is from uh, Matt Walsh's uh, channel, I guess. It's titled Official Trailer, and then in parentheses, What is a Woman? So here we go. What is a woman? Can you tell me that? <laughs> well, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. Please, if, if one person could tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? I'm a husband. I'm a father of four. I host a talk show. I give speeches. I write books. I like to make sense of things. A woman is not anything in particular. There is not one particular thing. It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. And I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great question. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. No. How do you know that you're a man? I guess because I got a dick. Can a man become a woman? <laughs> I'm not a woman, so I, I can't really answer that. Women only know what women are. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? Do you want to tell us what a woman is? I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male. I will never be a man. And so they go on the internet and they're told that all of their problems will be solved if they become a man. So you worry that there, there could be a sort of social contagion element of this? A teeny tiny bit, maybe. It got me at 42. Your child doesn't have a chance. And that's only probably a minute 30 of a two minute and 51 second video. But I think this is probably a good place to start. And man, there's kind of a lot in there, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, for the listener that hasn't seen this documentary, uh, I, I definitely recommend it. And um, I don't know, maybe you watch it before you think about having your kids watch it because, you know, you might want to be prepared to be able to talk to them about, you know, what they would see. Uh, first so that I mean that's kind of how I feel like um, we're kind of going about it because I, I do feel like at some point we would probably have them watch it that's that's how I feel but um, God hasn't presented that opportunity yet what about you what do you think about having kids watch that um, I don't know about them. I mean mine are older granted mine are a little older so I think it's a good for us parents to watch that to kind of know what the younger generation or even like kids, what the younger generation is going through now and what kids growing up are going to get uh, thrown in their face, right? And kind of prepare them for what they are going to hear. So I guess um, a starting point would be what is like a man and I guess what is a woman? And where do you see us going with that, John? Well, for me, it just goes straight to Genesis chapter one. You know, I mean, uh, 
We're looking at verse 27. Verse 27, 28. God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and all the living things that crawl on the earth. And I think with that, we're done with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think for people to, I guess, really be done with this episode would be to recognize as the word, the scripture, the Bible as the authority. Because if you don't believe that uh, scripture is the word of God, if you don't believe that the Bible is true, then whatever is mentioned in it, whatever is mentioned in it is not going to, is still going to be questionable to you. And it's like, we need to have some sort of foundation of what's true and what's not true. And Jesus told us that he is the way that he and he is the truth. And so that would mean that if someone is speaking to me and is saying something that is not in line with Jesus, with God, then it must be a disordered view of what God intended or created things to be. And I guess to point to what you were saying, like, look how far we've come in this world where now we're questioning what is a man and what, well, and more specifically, what is a woman? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, that's exactly right. I mean, if, if, you know, I I can just recall on my own experience, right. I mean, pre-conversion, um, I mean, granted, you know, when I was growing up, this was not really much of an issue, as much of an, of an issue at that point. I mean, I think homosexuality was something that was kind of starting to, you know, um, rear its ugly head um, around me being a high schooler. I do recall that there were, you know, so this is before you know, the new century, um, cause I graduated 2000, but yeah, I mean, um, I, I wasn't reading the word, so, you know, it really is only through like the grace of God, right. That we can still in this day and age with all the confusion that is going on with gender, um, it's only through God's grace can can one that let's say doesn't have parents that are raising them in the faith um, would be able to be protected by these ideologies that are being shoved protected from these ideologies that are being shoved down our throats like I mean I don't think I don't think you know elementary school kids I mean, we're in, we're in the middle of pride month. Like my wife showed me this disturbing video, um, some elementary school in New York, and they were just like, 
rainbows and unicorns every i mean like the kids are like coming into the school must have been like june 1st or something and like they're coming into the school and just like being bombarded like literally with this rainbow stuff and just like getting i mean having it shoved down their throats poor kids like so it doesn't even matter like you know where that child may be in in their journey with the lord like they're gonna they're gonna have to go through these these trials and tribulations and um you know they really need the word of god you know they really need parents that have a, a deep relationship with the lord to to guide them in this in this in this day and age because they're going to get swallowed up by the world cuz they're they're bringing it man i mean it's all over the internet all over social media uh, i mean so i feel like this documentary was definitely a blessing because you know you have these people talking about their position like where they stand in terms of this transgender stuff and when you really like listen to them they 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 don't sound coherent at all like i mean they and that was why i thought the length of the actual documentary was pretty good because it gave you enough time to really like digest and take in where our fallen brothers and sisters are coming from and how far away from god they are because literally what they share about their viewpoint on what a woman is it it, it makes no logical sense it's it's all about emotion and you know we just read scripture you know the ultimate authority god's word right and it's very cut and dry very black and white male female this these are biological sexes right and so this term gender is being used as a weapon to cause confusion because based on how someone feels they can claim to be a certain gender like we're totally eliminating the conversation of truth like you mentioned jesus is the truth the way in the life like truth is we have a biological sex that we were created with male or female that god created us to be cuz he knew in our mother's womb what we were going to be either man or woman and in uh, romans chapter 1 verse 24 just to speak on like kind of the disorder of man and their views it says um therefore god handed them over to impurity through the lusts of their hearts for the mutual degradation of their bodies, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and revered and worshipped the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Therefore, God handed them over to degrading passions. Their females exchanged natural relations for unnatural, and the males likewise gave up natural relations with females and burned with lust for one another. Males did shameful things with males, and thus received in their own persons the due penalty for their perversity. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, 
God handed them over to their undiscerning mind to do what is improper. So it kind of goes to show that there is an order to which God created us, and where we are now is a disordered view of that. Dude, that was beautiful. I feel like after that verse, it's like, okay, episode's <laughs> over. There you know, like, I mean, that that was, I mean, this is St. Paul, like, you know, about 2,000 years ago saying saying that, right? Yep. I mean, pray, praise God. I mean, he's literally breaking it down right there, what, what transpired because of our you know, our, our free will going down a path that is not oriented on God, right? It's oriented in, I mean, we live in a very hedonistic, you know, culture. And, and for those of us that aren't familiar with that term, it's just, it's literally just like you, you live your life pursuing your passions and it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what the cost is. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better than what St. Paul just did through the power of the Holy Spirit in it, in those verses that you shared. That, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and then another thing to uh, reflect on, if, if we're going to go with this, you know, men can be women and women can be men, and the ordered and the disordered view of things in relation to God as our creator, if we could be whatever we wanted to be, like what happens with like life, with creating life, with men and women in the unity of marriage, with the, with the uh, cooperation and participation with God in creating life. If men and men got together and women and women got together, there would be no life. Like, yeah, they'd have a life together, the two of them, in that unnatural relationship. But going back to that verse of being fruitful and multiplying, like that's, how does that even work in today's world? And so then there goes uh, populations, there goes society, like we're not going to continue if we continue with this train of thought, I guess. Well, praise God you brought that up because I think, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the devil exists, right? I mean, um, Satan is, you know, he, you know, the Lord said, has said, you know, God has stated in scripture that, that he is the ruler of this world. And so, um, he hates us. He hates man because he once was in heaven and by his own free will, rejected the will of God and and was like nope I'm not gonna serve I'm not gonna serve man like because he was talking about Jesus because Jesus is gonna be a man and just nope not doing it and and so in his hate in his hate he desires that mankind be eliminated and wiped away from this from this earth you know and he and he wants each and every one of us to to live eternally in hell right like this is this is just truth and and so 
you brought up an excellent point because what is a way that he could eliminate people from this world? Well, homosexuality, you know, like you said, have, have men trying to become women and vice versa. Like you cannot be fertile and multiply under those circumstances. Right? So this is completely, as you said, disordered and completely opposite of what God, God's will is for us as his children. And, and then obviously you've got abortion and all of this. So there's a lot of ways that the enemy right now is, is working with the elite of the world and, and tempting them to do things that are essentially trying to control and destroy, right? The, the population of the world. Um, it's a very deep spiritual battle and, um, and we have reached a point in our society in which the evil is just running rampant and it's not even hiding anymore. Like, it's like, it's all out in the open. Like the, the enemy used to kind of like be, try to be sneaky and sly about the way that he was trying to work amongst us. But now it's like, it's not even a secret. Like we literally people that worship Satan are being praised look it up it's it's anybody that's listening right now look it up satan worshipers are being praised and they're being honored and i mean target just hired hired one to kind of like handle uh you know their their there's a swimwear line for like little kids where it's like encouraging this transgender stuff so it's it's, it's a very wicked agenda that's being pushed on us and and as oliver said we need we need the lord jesus because he's He's the only one that can save us um, amongst this 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 broken world. Yeah, I think uh, going back to like what is a woman and what is a man. You know, reading the comments section has some pretty funny stuff to read, and one of them was like, "Oh well, in in kindergarten cup, one of the boys' response was, boys have a penis and." girls have a vagina and that's kind of how it is but now it's different and I like how in that little trailer that I played that guy was like Matt Walsh asked the old guy well how do you know that you're a man and he kind of fumbles and he's like well because I have a penis <laughs> yeah he didn't even fumble he was straight up like he went to the point <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's it's not that complicated and no just like hearing hearing Matt talk to several people and trying to get them to answer what it is, like what is a woman. And as soon as, and in one of the conversations they were talking about the one, the person that Matt was interviewing was like, um, they were, they were talking about truth. Matt was talking about truth. And the guy was like, I don't know if I want to continue this conversation anymore. Then Matt's like, why? I want to know what the truth is of what is a woman. And the guy was like, well, I don't like the way that you're questioning me. So we're going to end this interview if you kind of don't calm down. And it's like, wait. And I think this person was a professor as yeah, well. That, that was a college professor. Yeah, that yeah. was that college professor. So I just thought that was pretty interesting that once, like, and he, he's, I think he's trying to understand really 
where people are coming from that don't want to actually define what a woman is. And they come up with all the excuses and the reasons like they just like kind of run in circles of their explanation and their definition. And it's like, yeah, it's not that hard. It's kind of easy, but again, leading to the confusion in the world and kind of one way to control or eliminate the population in the future is just have people participate in unnatural relations against how God created us to be. And so it's just pretty wild that this is kind of happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, I hope that, I hope that our listeners can, can feel the, the charity, um, the love that, that we have for our brothers and sisters that are, that are, you know, making these types of choices I mean, uh, I, I, I definitely acknowledge, uh, the reality of this, like this term that was brought up. I, I had to look it up after the, after I watched the documentary, but it's called gender dysphoria. And, and if you look it up on Google, I have it up right here. It says gender dysphoria is a term that describes a sense of unease that a person may have because of a mismatch between their biological sex and their gender identity. And um, so I could see, you know, someone that was far from Christ, you know, a high school kid or something like that, you know, junior high, didn't have parents that were raising them in the faith. I could see how they could get caught up in this and feel this like unease because they don't have peace. They don't have only Christ can give us this peace, right? That, uh, that we all, that we all should have uh, and that we all need. Um, but, um, you know, this is clearly like a mental illness and it's a sad thing because, uh, this is a very real thing that people are going through, even adults. And, and like what, what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, I think about this is that we that are experiencing this gender dysphoria, we have never experienced God's love in our life. And so we're seeking, we're seeking, we can't find it. We think that if we change our gender or whatever, right, we think that we'll be happier. I, I mean, it's like, it's, it, it goes back to, you know, that famous quote from St. Augustine, right? Our hearts are restless until they rest with the Lord. And I mean, this is a very real thing. And so I, I feel, I feel bad. I feel sad for our brothers and sisters that are experiencing this. Um, but God is permitting it. And, um, you know, my prayers go out to these people, but, um, you know, I just, I just, I felt moved to share that, that, you know, that I want to acknowledge that, you know, this is a, this is a real mental illness. And, but it, again, it stems from like, what's the reason for it? Well, the reason for mm -hmm. it is because, you know, they, the, the person that is experiencing this gender dysphoria is not in relationship with God. Right. And, and, and it may not be 
Um, if you're a child, you know, that, that's, that's not necessarily your fault. Um, that's more on the parents, but, but this is like evidence of like, when we as parents reject God from our lives, what kind of fruit will that produce? Right. What kind of fruit will that produce? It's bad fruit and it causes all this chaos and God will permit these things to happen with our kids in an attempt to call us to him, right? For us to be humbled and to actually come to him, you know, and I, and I pray that parents out there that are going through this where kids are having these issues where they, 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 you know, they feel like they're a different gender than what their actual biological sex is. I, I, I pray that, these parents answer the call and come to God, come to Jesus. Yeah. So interestingly, um, so we have a 10 year old going on to live in and the school was, uh, they were, we were expecting that the school was going to have kind of the, uh, the birds and the bees talk. If that's what it is called with our 10 year old. And then we received an email from the school saying that, uh, we are no longer going to provide this kind of education to your children. And we are going to leave it up to you as the parents to teach your kids about, um, you know, just sexuality, uh, the, the bodies of men and women. We're going to leave that up to you. But in doing that, we're going to provide you a resource, a Christian, a Catholic resource, a, and a nurse that will kind of give you an idea of how to go about speaking to your children about this stuff. And so then we thought, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, but where do we start? <laughs> like, I'm looking at my wife, like, I've never received this talk from my parents, and I barely remember it from uh, elementary school myself, so I don't know how to do this. And then so one night we're at uh, California Pizza Kitchen just having dinner, and then... I think it was in preparation for the birth of our fifth kid. And we were debating whether or not we wanted to have our children present to watch the birth. Because again, you know, they're going to see body parts and they're going to see another baby coming out. They're going to see a baby coming out of their mom. And that's not through the belly button, but through a, a part that God created in women for babies to come out of. And so it was kind of just like all this stuff was 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 building up and we're like, oh man, I don't know, like how are we gonna do this? But along the way, you know, God God provided. And then so going back to this uh talk about uh men and women and biology and at dinner, I kind of just brought up uh, the Bible verse that you that you brought up about God created them male and female. So I told my kids, I was like, you know who created you to be? And I didn't say this, but I kind of along the same lines of, you know, who created you to be like a woman? And they were like, um, I don't know. And I was like, well, God, God created you to be a woman. God created me and your brothers to be men. So this is, we are creations of God. And then I think I mentioned that Babies are created by God through 
husband and wife that are married. So already kind of planting the seed that, you know, it's going to be God blessing the unity of man and woman in marriage with a baby. And my wife, because we didn't have this discussion or talk about when we were going to have this conversation. So as I was going through it, later she tells me, she's like, I didn't know where you were going with this. I, I didn't know how far you were going to go or what you were going to say. And I was like, you know, we it's never going to be a good time. Like, yeah, we could have prepped it better. But I think in the moment, and we were just about to go to one of these, uh, the Holy Spirit seminars. So right after dinner, we were going to go eat. Oh, no, after eating, we were going to go listen to these talks. But then I just thought, oh, this this is probably a good time to bring it up. You know, it's not going to look pretty, but here we go. We're going to start, we're going to get it started. And so we did. And then, um, yeah, that's how we had that talk about God creating us man and woman, and then marriage between man and woman. And then it came to the actual delivery of our baby, and so we had a home birth, a home water birth. And I think it was the day before we were still kind of deciding on whether or not we wanted to have our kids watch. And then my cousin sent us a video. It was like a link to a Instagram account of some lady who was having a unassisted birth, an unassisted home birth. So what that means is it was just her, her husband, her kids, and maybe uh someone like a family member helping out but it was pretty much them and it was like a maybe a minute long video and it was very modest it didn't show like angles but you could tell like the mom was like laboring and then all of a sudden she gets into her birthing tub and then even like she had one of her kids jump in the, the tub with her. It's kind of playful. And then when it came time to the birth, like all the kids were gathered around and then they watched the baby come out. And then the baby was placed on the mom and then they found out the sex of the baby. And then that was it. And so after we watched that, we were like, oh, maybe God is using this as a way for us to kind of introduce the idea of like where babies come from because they were already asking that question leading up to the birth <laughs> and here we are like i don't know should we have this conversation should we not i don't know what we're gonna do here but so we eventually called them in and then we had them watch it <laughs> i could just see uh, my 10 year old looking as soon as the head popped out she's just like whoa and then after with the, with the next contraction, the whole rest of the body popped out, and my ten year old's face like it was just jaw dropping. Like what, what just happened? <laughs> and so I remember. So then we're like, so this is what's gonna happen, kids. Do you guys want to watch the baby being born? And then three of them, because our youngest one can't really understand what's going on yet. Uh, they were all like, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, we want to watch. And so then it comes time for the birth. And then uh, I called my two oldest, my two girls to come in. And then we're kind of just standing or they're sitting on the bed that we set up. And then all of a sudden my, my uh, four-year-old boy comes in. <laughs> and then we're all just standing around watching. And then my wife starts you know, going into like the pushing part, my, just remember my son, my four-year-old being like, 
dad, where's the head? Where's the, where's the head, dad? I was like, I don't know, man. You might have a better view than me. Can you see the head? He's like, no, I can't. I'm like, okay, well, I guess baby's not here yet. <laughs> so then she would just keep having these contractions and pushing. And then I guess finally the baby came and I don't, you know, cause it's, it's kind of fast. So I don't remember what it was like or what they were seeing as we were going through this process, but they were there. They saw the baby come out and um, that was it. And I guess the, the placenta was going to come out and I was like, ah, you guys don't need to see this. You guys can go ahead and just leave already. But they got to see the baby. They got to see mama hold the baby. And uh, yeah, that's kind of an experience that most kids are not going to see. So I guess we're very thankful to God that he kind of paved the way. And so I guess now with what they saw in that birth, maybe kind of helps them understand their bodies more and understand that, oh, okay, this is what women were created to be, to, to bear children, to deliver babies. And I guess based off of my example that, you know, their husband, the, their dad, their father is at the, this, the, the side of their mother as they're going through the, the laboring process and the birthing process. So, yeah, I think in retrospect, you know, God was definitely using that moment to teach my kids at a very early age <laughs> about uh, the gift of life. And so, again, we're just very thankful for that opportunity. But... Dude, that, that was beautiful, man. I mean, praise God, man. That pra- praise God, brother. That I mean, that's that's the best way. That's the best way that, that they could have learned is to, to literally watch it happen. Like they will never forget that for the rest of their lives. You know, I mean, that's beautiful, man. Praise God. I I mean, I have no, I have no words, man. That's just, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Honestly. Yeah. So hopefully like my son who's four year old, who's four years old can kind of remember that, but you know, with the, uh, the whole men can be women and women can be women that kind of proves the point that you can't <laughs> and that God created each and every one of us to be either male or female and we have specific roles and within marriage between man and woman it's a supporting role and supporting each other as we get closer to Jesus and also in like this life uh, giving process but yeah, it's just crazy the timing of all this gender, sex, learning about it, and God giving us an opportunity to do it. Because I think, you know, there's some people out there that won't turn that uh, situation as a way for, like, God to teach us, if that makes sense. Like, they won't use it as an opportunity to see God working in it rather oh look look at mom look how strong she is look at how courageous she is like look how everything she is and now it focuses all the attention on like mom which is fine to a degree but you know dads also play a role in it so hopefully they see that and can appreciate that 
No, I mean, that's an excellent point. I mean, God is working in everything. He is literally working in everything. If we have the, you know, if we say yes to the grace to, to be willing to let him reveal these things to us, right. To have the, to have the scales removed from our eyes. Um, you know, he's, it's like these moments, they don't, they don't happen every day. Right. And that's why yeah. I just, I can't believe I I'm just in so I'm just, I feel so much joy for your kids, for you and your wife that, that, you know, you got, you guys were able to have that experience by the grace of God. Like just, I mean, that's such a beautiful thing. And, yeah. Uh, our, uh, our midwife, she was actually encouraging it. And again, we were questioning like, oh man, they're too young. And a lot of people are, I don't know if a lot of people, but like my parents and I think my wife's parents were kind of like questioning, like, are you guys going to let your kids watch? Like, are you sure that's not going to like traumatize them or like, is that going to in a way some have a, have a negative impact on their lives. And then our midwife uh, was kind of like, no, I think it's probably the, the, the perfect time because then you're going to teach them at a very young age, like the, the purpose of their bodies, the roles, the way that God designed them. And she was even like, you know, if you guys aren't ready to have this conversation with them yet, if with your permission, I can go ahead and, and kind of share with them some of the things. And she was just kind of talking about how explaining where babies come from because she was, she didn't like the explanation that some people give, some parents give when they say, oh, the baby just comes out of the belly button. Like she was not happy about that at all. And then she was just like, no, you should just be very honest, but kind of just tell them what they're give them an answer to what they're asking but do it do it do it in a way where you're like meeting them at so one of the things she said was like in response to where do babies come from she said well you know god created a a baby hole like a like a baby hole or a baby space where babies come out of that are in mommies that are not in daddies and then so now so my 7 year old could understand that and if my seven-year-old was prompted to ask, and if that answer wasn't enough, then she would ask again. But I think exactly she was fine. She would have been fine with that answer. But now I can see with my ten-year-old, she'd be like, "Baby hole? <laughs> like, where? What do you mean? Like, where? Where is that?" And then you just go deeper into like what it, what it means or where it is or something. And then I guess along that, along those lines, it also kind of works with. Um, explaining uh, private parts of men and women, of boys and girls. And we're trying to understand how to teach them so that if someone tries to touch them in those areas, they can know that it's not appropriate for someone else to be touching there. And they can tell us like, okay, well, where did this person touch? Versus if we don't have this conversation with them at all, they experience it. And what if they carry it with them their whole lives and it's going to create trauma. It's going to create like in a way, like a portal for these negative, these spirit, these enemy spirits to attach themselves to prevent that person later on in life from 
uh, creating that connection with God. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And 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 here's, you know, what you're sharing. The Holy Spirit moved me to pull up another verse. So here we go. Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-five. The man and his wife were both naked, yet they felt no shame. So what does that verse say that says that, you know, all of God, all of God's creation is good. And, you know, Adam and Eve, they are in the garden of Eden, butt naked and everything was good. Like there's, it was pure, pure and holy, right? There was nothing wrong with it. And, and that's what I love so much about the gift that the Lord gave your family and how your children got to witness the birth of your youngest son. Like these are, this is the way that God created us, you know, to, to affirm what you're saying. And, and we should not be ashamed. We should not, you know, it, it you know, the perspective from people that are like, Oh, you're going to, you're, are you sure them. you're going to do that? Are you going to, you, you might traumatize them. Like they're coming from it from a vantage point that is not of God. Right. Because it's, it's a, it's a worldly perspective because they have in their own minds, we in our own minds, right. That think that way we are thinking about these parts in an impure way. We're thinking about these body parts in, in such a way that, gives us pleasure or, or whatever, right? Like, I mean, it's not of God, like the way that our, our mentality is. And so that's why immediately we're thinking like these thoughts of, oh, that, that, that might not be appropriate, but in truth, and Christ is the truth. This is the way that we were made. And, yep. and again, yet they felt no shame. I, I can't emphasize that's that a... enough. That's pretty nice how you brought up that verse because our midwife, she said, there is no shame. Like, it's not shameful for us to have these parts and we shouldn't be ashamed or experience shame if we want to teach our kids about this stuff. And so, yeah, that's just kind of cool how you brought that up and she brought that up as well. Yeah, I mean, that's all the Holy Spirit right there. I mean... You know, praise God. I mean, you know, it's, it's, things are so ordered and so fruitful when we walk the path that he is, you know, paved for us and that he desires for us to, to walk on that narrow, that narrow road. But, you know, sadly, uh, many of us are lost. And, and so, you know, I mean, think about it, right? Like your family was given that gift, but how many families are doing that, right? How many families are actually in a place where they're in a deep relationship with the Lord, no shame, and they're like, yeah, we, we want you guys to witness it. Like, that is like, that is like, like God gives us miracles, right? to witness that is a miracle. Like I'll never forget my twins coming out of my wife's vagina. 
you know, no shame. That's, that's just what it's called. Right. And so like, I, I can never, that memory will never be erased from me. Like, you know, just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful miracle that only God, right. Is, is, can, can create and, and, and is responsible for. And that's such a, that's such a gift, man. I, I mean, that's going to, that, that is going by the grace of God, that's going to last a lifetime uh, with your, with your kids that are old enough to, to witness that and to, and to recall that and so forth. I mean, my kids, they never saw anything like that before, right. With, with my wife. So that's a gift brother. And, and uh, I just want to give praise and glory to Jesus Christ for, for moving your hearts in that way. And, and, and that you guys, you know, were given that gift. It's, it's amazing. That's just, I love it, brother. I love it. Yeah. I guess in uh in wrapping this up, and jumping on that verse, you know, there is no shame in God, the way that God created us. And, you know, going back, you know, God created us male and female. And he has a purpose in the way that he created us. And for those of us, or for those that are struggling with that identity of male and female, kind of just pray that you kind of just open up your heart to God and, and even ask God, like, you know, God, like, what is your purpose for me as a man? And what is your purpose for me as a woman? And just, you know, really seek that guidance and just come with an open heart and open ears and just really take in what God is trying to tell you. And, you know, for us parents that are trying to teach our kids the ways of God and how he created us to be, you know, just trust that God is going to lead us. But then also, too, we have to know God in his word, because then we cannot teach contrary to, to what his word says. And so and that would mean that we would have to, you know, read the Bible. And Genesis is a good part, good book to start in, because it's creation. And then we kind of just see how, over time, men distance themselves from God and start to lean on their own understanding versus their, the understanding of God. And so, you know, we are not alone and we are not meant to go through this life alone. God gave us the Holy Spirit after Jesus left and the Holy Spirit is here to guide and lead us closer to Him. And so, again, you know, this topic of was a, what is a woman and gender stuff, just kind of refocus, refocus all that energy into learning the truth of what God has in store for us in us being created men and women. Uh, did you have anything else to add on top of that, John? So I guess with that being said, Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening.